So we are talking about, uh, we're talking about hope and we're kind of um, asking really, I think is more almost a metaphysical question or, or deeper spiritual question in people's hearts. And that is, um, gosh, how do we, how do we find hope, man? I mean, in this loco world, mm-hmm. I mean, and you know, cause there's so many people and, and you said it well, Maureen, like you just never know a lot of times looking from the outside what people are going through. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, um, and that includes the people that we live with. And so I think, you know, I, uh, um, Cardinal Tim Dolan, who taught us in the seminary, he used to say that, he said, hope is the virtue that keeps us going when we think God is asleep. Mm. <clears throat> in other words, like we think wow. that he's checked out. Well, I remember after Andy died, I remember thinking of the footprints in the sand, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, I grew up hearing that and reading that prayer and thinking that, you know, it's, it's says that at the worst times of your life, there's only, you know, two prints in the sand where, where is, you know, the rest of your life, you've got four prints where Jesus was walking alongside of you. And then at these horrific times or very difficult times, um, there's only two yeah. footprints in the sand, and it said, that's when I carried you. And so after Andy, mm-hmm. one particular day, I said, did he drop me? Yeah. Like, I was mm-hmm. so struggling. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and I think that I think that those are the times where when you surrender to that is where the strength starts coming back Mm -hmm. because I think that we can't do it alone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that, I think that one of the things that I really wanted to say at Tommy's funeral was, um, that we're all called to do things that maybe we didn't expect Mm -hmm. and we're just ordinary people there's nothing special about us yeah right and you know you want to say why us and you know i i truly believe that god chose us to be a light in the dark Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. someone else yeah yeah amen maureen amen and i think i mean As, as a parent who has lost two adult children, would you agree that, uh, that sometimes people are actually afraid to hope in the sense like they're, they're afraid that um, if I have hope and I'm let down, then I'm just going to be pissed off at God? Like in other words, like are, are they afraid to, to let go of the reins is my point. You know, I... I think that I, the way that I am trying, and it's a process, mm-hmm. I'm processing this, is I think that the challenge that we have is do we really have this faith? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What does our faith look like? And, you know, as I look around, like really, yeah. as we've sat in this seat, is that very few people seem to really have that faith of that there's eternal life and that there's better to come, that the best is yet to come. And so occasionally I can be in that space. Occasionally 
I can be like, you know what? They're fine. They're where they're home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I should be happy for that. Mm-hmm. Knowing that, you know, I tell myself that this is just a, this is just a minute in time, mm-hmm. you know, in the scheme of mm-hmm. eternity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I try to stay there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if I can, it's a great place to be. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. really is. Yeah, yeah. But it's practicing. Right. Because right. I, I think it's okay to have grief. I think it's okay to miss somebody. Oh, it's impossible I, not to. Mm-hmm. I think it's okay to feel sadness and feel have good memories and smile. I don't think it's bad. Now, losing the trust in God, losing faith, losing hope... That's very, very different. So I believe that within everything and and trusting in God, there's still going to be sadness. Mm -hmm. There's still going to be grief. There's still Mm going to be, you know, missing somebody. And that's okay. People sometimes like, well, she's stuck in there and they're not moving on. It's okay to sometimes be in those. You carry both. You have to carry both. Exactly. Because I, I would be... I would be absolutely lying as I've had tears running down my mm-hmm. face today yeah. is saying that there's not sadness. Exactly. But they, they do, you do learn to coincide. They do learn mm-hmm. to be happy and mm-hmm. sad. Mm-hmm. And it is, and I mean, maybe it's a joy mm-hmm. and a sad. Because, mm-hmm. you know, seeing other people have great lives and thrive in their lives is beautiful to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would not want to be, I would not want to be someone who begrudged someone right. else that. Right. Mm-hmm. And. And you're, mm-hmm. I, I mean, you wouldn't say this, Maureen, but I think you were, uh, you and Joe are very comfortable in in your own skin in the sense that you 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 wouldn't create envy and jealousy and that kind of thing. Um, you know, as you said, be begrudging someone mm-hmm. else for not going through that. I think I've seen that, for instance, as a parish priest with couples that struggle with infertility, for instance, mm-hmm. and um, where they they're, they become easily go down a mental rabbit hole, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. Of why, why? And that's kind of what I mean when I say people become afraid to hope because I don't want to get let down. And, you know, St. Paul, if he says, if it's true, what St. Paul says, he says we're saved in hope. And, um, you know, Pope Benedict XVI wrote a beautiful encyclical called Space Salvi. It's called Saved in Hope, and that we're really kind of saved in our hope. And by that, what I mean is exactly what you, what you said well, is that, okay, um, death is not the end, it's only the beginning mm-hmm. in some ways, right? I mean, this is really kind of only the beginning. And at a certain point, um, even as parish priests, I mean, people think we got this sewn up tight. Like, we've got this figure. I'm like, dude, I'm going to die too. Okay, I'm trying to figure this out for myself, man. <laughs> My fear of death is cured. Yeah, <laughs> yes. It really, yeah, it yeah. really is. Wow. Yeah. Well, and how beautiful is that, right? How beautiful is that? Well, and I think that, like, not having hope would be punishing that would be so punishing it would make an already difficult horrible sad situation just Mm -hmm. just um hopeless Mm -hmm. and that would be that would be worse to me can i ask you this maureen for our um 
listeners, especially the lady listeners, since we can be more emotional, I, I guess we can, I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> um, if someone is going through something, like you went through, a loss of a child or um, a grandchild or a spouse or something, I bet they're listening and saying, wow, I want to be where Maureen is. Um, and I know, like you said, I'm growing. It's a process. But what is something that, I guess, or is there a certain prayer or a certain way that you put yourself before God? What was that first step? Or what were the steps or maybe in your process where, you know, I'm going through what she's going. How can I get there? I Show me the way is what what my prayer is mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. um because i don't like literally from day to day i don't know yeah. how i'm gonna be and um you know i i don't think anything is wasted mm. so i firmly believe that um bad things happen i don't have the answer to why's mm. and you know, that's just going to have to wait. Mm -hmm. But I do think that good can come out of everything and that every experience is not wasted. So um, I think that is having the courage to be okay that you're, you know, I can't say that I'm ever going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's not a bad thing. And that's not a bad thing. I think that's an honest thing. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, I really feel like that losing a child or going through the worst is uh, gives you a bravery mm-hmm. that I wish I didn't have. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Indeed. I, Maureen, to maybe to that point, because I know there's people thinking this, um, and often what what I will encounter, and I have myself experienced this when somebody. When somebody is lost, let's say a, a child via a miscarriage or uh, has gone through um, even just a, a, some kind of painful experience, people don't know what to say. And so they often will it will it will be awkward for them because they don't want to say the wrong thing, um, but they feel like they should say something. And so like um, uh, for me, one of the the approaches that I've tried to take, for instance, let's say I'm at the hospital and somebody's just lost a a, ch- a baby, right? I just try to shut up and listen. For me, um, do you have any advice there? I mean, as far as like what helped you in the moments? Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, I think that it changes from day to day. Mm-hmm. I really don't think there's any perfect words to say. Mm-hmm. Um, it you know to me the most heartfelt thing felt like the right thing at the time yeah and I th- you know I think seeing other people have pain for us um, helped you know that you weren't alone mm-hmm. nobody can carry it mm-hmm. you, you know it, it's something that you do if I could have cut it up in a million pieces I had so mm-hmm. many people willing to take it mm-hmm. but it doesn't work like that Mm-hmm. Um, and I could say that also, as one who's experienced it, mm-hmm. you know, three different times, is that just because you've experienced it doesn't mean you won't say stupid things too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see other people mm-hmm. and I don't know what to say either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think just, just being honest about that. Mm-hmm. 
um, feels when you're the recipient, yeah. it feels better. And I think what you said is so beautiful is listening mm-hmm. because as people came and, and this time around, I noticed more mm-hmm. because the rhythms of people coming, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I kind of knew what to expect. Mm-hmm. And so I noticed more this time, almost like an observer, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. But I noticed when people would talk about themselves. Oh. And yeah. kind of superimpose their own experience yes, on it. Yeah. Yes. And that was, um, I didn't notice that before. You know, I hadn't noticed mm-hmm. that because I think people want to relate to mm-hmm. you and they want to say that they have been through it too. But I think when you're the one that's in the midst of it, mm-hmm. it's, it really is such a gift to ask about them, you know, mm-hmm. something funny mm-hmm. because it is such a beautiful thing when people share their memories mm-hmm. of who was just lost, you yeah. know, and that was really, yeah. That's great help. Yeah, mm. I think so. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it, it really, because I think, as you said, a lot of times people, they really are sincere and wanting to, uh, to, mm-hmm. to help. And, um, but they often, this, the same phenomenon happens, for instance, with uh, in divorces. Mm-hmm. So people will want to, they want to be there and listen sometimes, but they don't want to stick their foot in their mouth or make the situation <laughs> worse. I would say, uh, sorry, gentlemen, but men tend to be worse about this. And so, like, in other words, to try to, um, it, it reminds me of the passage in Scripture, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. You know, and often it's one of the hardest things in prayer when people sit down to pray is they will, you know, okay, I was telling them, just put the rosary down, put your prayer book down, and just spend 15 minutes listening, Right. And so often what will happen is, okay, I can do this. And they'll they'll sit down about 30 seconds and it's like, oh, somebody's on my Facebook, you know? And so like to try to (laughs) calm the mind, as Mother Teresa said, and often in in kind of these situations, uh, we want to kind of just listen and be present. Yeah, it it, it really is incredible. Um, Like to your earlier point, Maureen, like you said, that you, you don't fear death. I don't fear death. I, you know, I guess that's such a weird thing to say mm-hmm. now because I guess it's maybe it's accepting the unknown. Maybe mm-hmm. it's accepting that I don't know what happens yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm hopeful. Tommy, when he was young, he was in maybe third or fourth grade, and he asked me if Jesus was real. And I was like, yes. And then he said, he asked, he said something about Jesus and why people followed him. Mm-hmm. And so we were talking about um, just his, his humility and yeah. his, his gifts and, and love and teaching people to be better versions of themselves mm-hmm. and, and just, you know, all the gifts of the Spirit. And Tommy said, you know what, if he's not real, Whoever made him up is pretty smart. <laughs> Third grade? Yes. Wow. And I remember looking at him and thinking, Amen. you know what? That's right. Yeah, like, I mean, totally, totally. Like, I guess we don't know, but gosh, it's a whole lot better to go through life 
you know, yeah. with that faith and yeah. trying to be a better person and a better version of um, yeah. Yeah. who you were before. Well, I mean, if, if you guys don't mind, I mean, this is something I get so passionate about, but like, you know, again, I'm, I'm, I'm a backseat driver to some extent because I don't have children, but I mean, think about it like, man, okay, like at the moment that a child is conceived in, in their mother's womb, at that very second, um, you have a zygote that's formed, but at that very, very second, they are given two things that, will, that are immortal, that will never die, which means 100 trillion years in the future, there's still gonna be existence. An immortal soul and an immortal guardian angel to bring that immortal soul back to God. So as a parent, it, it, to, it makes total sense to me, especially as a mother, that you have this deeper, like we would say theologically, this ontological metaphysical connection with your kid forever because you ha- you've had this metaphysical experience that you've taken part with in your womb. Mm-hmm. Like in, in, inside your body, you have a, a, a child that is now existent that two seconds beforehand was not in existence and you have a soul in existence that will never go out of existence correct me if i'm wrong um and it might be different but probably the same um i was just laying in bed the other day with my son watching a movie and he i know you're gonna hate this eduardo he loves to cuddle like he's a cuddler <laughs> enjoy it i mean I'm so sorry, enjoy it. i mean <laughs> i mean to the point where i kind of like want to push him off well, but i don't tommy was a bear hugger <laughs> oh yeah and olivia is a <laughs> and i'm like olivia you gotta I give mean, me a little i mean like, like right here in my cheeks that's so, so funny i was sitting there and and I turned to him and I was like, you know, no one in this earth, I didn't say outside, is going to love you more than your mama, right? And he's like, mom. And I was like, well, you know, God loves you more, you know, bigger in any possible way that I could. But just think about it. I was like, you were in, we had this connection. Mm-hmm. Daddy absolutely loves you. But there is this one thing that he didn't have that I did. And I'm not trying to lessen his love, but the type and the way and the connection is different. I'm like, you can be 10,000 miles away, married kids, I haven't seen you in a while, but I'm gonna be like my baby boy, you know? (laughs) my baby boy and he's like (laughs) (laughs) and it's like it's just it's you can't explain it yeah but there once you know you are pregnant there is an undying love Mm -hmm. that it's not explainable Mm -hmm. it isn't it's just just there and it and guys say oh the first time i saw my daughter Mm -hmm. you know the first time we knew they mm-hmm. were in our inside mm-hmm. of us it yeah. just changes and no matter if it's the first time we see them haven't seen them in a while haven't seen them or won't see him until a while the love will always remain mm-hmm. well on our we got we have a family headstone which you know mm-hmm. didn't think i would yeah be doing that for my children um, but on it, it is a circle, 
in the middle, like a hole, because they say, you know, when a child dies, there's always a hole Mm -hmm. there. And there is. But it says that love never dies. Mm. And what remains Mm -hmm. is love. And I believe that, that it lives on. Absolutely. Right. It's immortal. Yeah. Maureen, thank you so much for for joining us and for opening your heart and honestly just for your advice to people listening and certainly to me um and um this is uh that's such a joy to have you please know you're always welcome to join us again and uh we'd always love to have you back um thank you so much for joining for letting me talk about (laughs) my children Mm, it's a joy it's a joy. It really Thank was. you. Well, listen, and if you have any suggestions of things that you would like uh, Sylvia and Carrie and I to talk about, please send them in. Don't forget to put soul in your food and give food to your soul. God bless you.